of the Sport of Our Podcast. And today I'm delighted to have comic book presenter Tom Daly. Welcome on, Tom. Thanks very much for having me, Mark. Pleasure to be here. No bother. Uh, so I'll just start it off with the, the generic question at this stage. Was sport like a big thing in your household, like growing up? Uh, yeah, it definitely was. Um, I would have been playing every sport under the sun as a young lad, uh, Gaelic football, hurling, rugby, obviously, um, football or soccer, as soccer, as some people call it, um, tennis, golf. So I would have played every sport you can think of. I would have been playing when I was a young lad and um, my parents would have been driving me around to different training sessions every night of the week. So um I think, yeah, definitely it was a big part of me growing up and um, I think that's a, that's a good thing for all the young athletes just to try their hand at every sport and playing different sports definitely helps definitely helps you when you, when you start to zone in on one sport in particular. And when did you zone in, as you call it, like on rugby and decide that's it, I want to become a professional rugby player? Um, I'd say it was well. I, I would have given up club football. I would have would have been Gaelic football and rugby in my teenage years. They were the two I really played, and a bit of basketball in school. But um, I would have given up club football. Irish teams and Irish underage teams, and obviously went on to play Irish under twenties, Leinster academy and stuff. So I'd say it was from when I finished finished uh, secondary school. So. I know you played a bit of sevens in your time as well. Uh, what is it like watching those lads going on to the Olympics now, knowing that you were there in 2016 when you failed to qualify for the Olympics and now they're going on competing in the Olympics? What's it like, like watching them compete? Uh, it's unbelievable. I was um, unbelievably proud and happy for the lads because... Um, as you said, I was there in 2016 and um, we worked incredibly hard for the couple of years leading up to that. And then when I left, maybe it was a, a good thing that I left, they qualified for the series then eventually after I left. Uh, but uh, now you can just see how hard they've worked. They've like had to wait two or three years to work through the divisions in Europe. And then they failed to qualify for the series in Hong Kong the first year. They went back again, qualified the second year. And um, and then eventually qualified for the Olympics this year, which is, is an incredible achievement. And the core group of lads who've been there for five or six years now, like Sir Harry McNulty, Foster, Mark Roach, Ian Fitzpatrick, Billy Dardis, these lads were there when I was there um, four or five years ago. And just to see them finally get to get to the Olympic Games, is, it's savage. And, um, you know, as a rugby player growing up, like every every young sports fan watches the Olympics and, the biggest event in sport and it's just class now that you, there's finally some sort of rugby there and it's just deadly to see my friends playing and it. it's, it's, it's class and what what has your connacht journey been like so far like you came to us in 2018 on a low and then you decided to stay you've gone some strength strength you've been captain and you got an Irish call up there. Uh, unfortunately, you didn't get the chance to play, but still getting an Irish call up is absolutely amazing. Um, 
So what what in your head was um has it been like? Uh, it's just been unbelievable. It's been um the making of my career really. I I always say that um if I didn't get the chance to go to Connacht then like I, I don't know if I'd still be playing professional rugby now or where I'd be playing, it would mightn't be as high a level, but just came at a really good time in my career. I got a phone call from Andy Friend and um asked me to come down on loan and I wasn't playing that much in Leinster, so I, I jumped at the opportunity and just since then it's just been an upward curve for me. I I played I think seven or eight games that first season I came down on loan and then twelve or thirteen games and this as you said the the option or the got the honor to captain Connex for the first time. Um and I just think that regular game time I've got down here is just brought me on so much as a player and um yeah things went well for me this year and it obviously ended up in the in the Irish squad at the end of the year which is a massive goal for me and it was great to get there and but as you said yeah I was very disappointed not to get not to play in one of the games but hope it's a, it's definitely a step in the right direction and and um hopefully now come November hopefully if I can get in again it would be great go to and like just watching you you've gone from strength to strength and I just, I think myself that you can, if you stay on the path you're going, you're definitely in with a shot. I'm getting it back in in November and getting some Irish game time under your belt. And it was great to see, like, that was a young team. Like, that, that was a, a great team in my mind. Like, Nick Timoney, like, a whole load of there, like, uh, just the next generation of Irish rugby talent, you boilers, like I just I, I'm really excited to see you in there and no doubt you'll be in there again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, it was it was great to have uh Boiler and Blady in there as well. I know Blady's been in before, but to see him get his cap, I think it was um long overdue. He's been one of our standout players for the last two or three years or since I've been here anyway and um it was just class to see him get his cap and then obviously Boiler as well. It, it was savage to see that as well. He's he's been on an upward curve as well the last few years and he's become a real leader in our in our team in Connacht and some of his performances this year were just were, were outstanding. So um yeah it was unreal to see see them lads get capped and I was delighted for them and it's class to see their hard work being getting paid off. And what are your hopes now? for the URC now coming up? Um, obviously, every year, Connacht's goal is to win win the Pro 14, or win the URC, as it's called this year. Um, I wasn't here now when they won the Pro 12 back a couple of years ago, and just like hearing them lads talk about it, it just makes me it makes me want to win want to win something uh, for Connacht while I'm here. And um, obviously, that's our main goal. And then we're obviously in the... Champions Cup again this year and we saw our pool there with Stade Francais and Stade Francais and Leicester so we all, definitely owe Leicester one from the Challenge Cup last year and then the trip to Paris is always nice so I just I really look forward to playing in them big European games hopefully I get selected and get to play in them because you always want to test yourself against against the best best teams in Europe and um, yeah this, it'll be interesting this year with the South African teams coming in and into the URC, I'm sure they're going to make it a lot more competitive and a lot more physical probably as well. So that will be a, a different challenge. And obviously, hopefully there's a few trips to South Africa in it as well, which, which are always nice. 
Yeah, that's one thing about rugby. Like, it takes you to amazing places like between sevens and between like 15s. Rugby can take you to amazing places. Uh, like, yeah, so sevens takes you all over the world. Yeah, I know. I do be very jealous looking at the sevens lads when they're jetting off to Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, all these. Las Vegas and Vancouver, all these places. And um, no, even for us in 15s, the, the fact that the South African teams have come into the league, like we get down to South Africa at least once a year, which is unreal. Like it's something that you, you ne- might never do in your life if you didn't play rugby. So um, no, we're very lucky and privileged to, in the, the position we are and to, to do what we do and obviously get to travel the world with the team of class. So um, no, yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's a definitely a privileged position. and. Um, the away trips are always a bit of crack as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the few trips to South Africa this year, as I said there. Um, and what's it like being a Carlo man playing in Galway? Sure, I'm sure you get uh, slides about GA, Carlo not being good or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I do get the odd slagging, but uh, kind of at least now I'm in Galway I can kind of half support the Galway hurlers and Galway footballers they're, they're a pretty good side so uh, I've been along to a few of them. I'll be along to a few of them games now coming up but um, no like it's it, it's actually not too bad there's a lot a lot like the one thing about the Connacht team is there's people from all over and you have the the Australians you have a couple of Kiwis and then you have um, lads from all over Ireland like there's a good few lads I would have played with underage in Leinster and Obviously, we have the few lads who came up from Munster last year, so I think there's just like a nice mix for everyone. And the Galway is a very welcoming city, and the lads are obviously very welcoming as well. So, <laughs> yeah, there's obviously a bit of slagging about poor old Carlo GA, but apart from that, no, it's, it's all good. And I know, like, uh, I'll just going back to that Leicester game, like, I was obviously very disappointed by. Um, but I know you have a point to prove, and no doubt you'll prove it. Um, like we're uh, a great side, uh, especially when we're on our game. There's no stopping us. Yeah, no, definitely. I think we showed that this year. I think obviously Leinster are one of the best teams in Europe. We beat them away. Munster, another one of the best teams in Europe. We beat them away, and Ulster as well. Um, and we just obviously even that Racing game away I know we didn't win but we ran them very close and not many teams run run Racing close in their home patch so uh, I think it just shows when we're yeah as you said on our A game we're a hard team to beat and a hard team to live with but um, probably just one little thing that we need to work on is just bringing that A, a, a performance every single week and I think that's what separates the great teams from the, from the very good teams that they're just consistently excellent so that's probably something that we're Gonna aim to do this year, so um, hopefully we can we can finish a little higher in the league and and go maybe that step further in in Europe as well. So uh, yeah, I think I think we showed it this year in in patches that when we perform to our ability, there's not many teams that can live with us. So it's just about bringing that every week, and yeah, we'll be looking to do that this year and it'll start now come the end of September when the league starts. And I had any friend on the podcast there. A while back, what is he like as a head coach? Oh, he's unbelievable. Um, I get I 
whenever you're doing media interviews or a podcast like this, uh, people always ask about Friendy and I can't speak highly enough of him. He um he obviously gave me my chance to come down here, but just even as a head coach, he's just so approachable. Um, he keeps everyone happy, and I, I know that's not an easy job in a in a rugby team when the lads not playing and lads not getting picked and they're disappointed and stuff. But Friendy somehow is able to able to justify his decisions and keep everyone kind of somewhat happy. So uh, no, he's a, he's a class coach, and he obviously has a lot of experience from his previous coaching roles, but um. I think his main thing is he's just so approachable. His office door is always open, and if there's anything you're unsure about or anything you want to question him on, he's he's very happy to happy to answer it and have that conversation with you. And um, and just as a person, he's very easy to talk to and he's just very likable. But yeah, so yeah, I can't speak highly enough of Friendy. He's 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 been fast for me anyway. And uh, what do you think of the Lions so far? I've been watching much of it. Yeah, I've been watching most games now. Um, a keen interest in it now, obviously, because Bundy's there and obviously the other Irish lads you'd be very interested in. But um, no, they did they did really, really well to beat South Africa the last day. I thought it was started off as a kind of a slow enough game and there wasn't much happening. But I suppose that's always the way in, in a massive test match where teams are going to kind of feel each other out. But I thought the Lions did uh, really well to grind out the win. And I think this week it'll be a little bit tougher fact that South Africa will have another game under their belt and they they haven't played that much but um no the lines look impressive um their bench was really good I was kind of hoping Bundy might sneak in this week I thought he might have got to got a chance to play at 12 at Robbie outside him but I think Robbie obviously went well at 12 at 12 the last day so maybe that's why they didn't change it but um no it's, I'll be looking forward to watching this weekend would have been nice to see Bundy in there I thought Bundy was outstanding in some of the warm-up games, particularly that first one against Japan. I thought he was class. Um, and he was unlucky not to be involved in either the test so far, but I'm sure now hopefully he'll get in the, um, in the third test. But um, no, I think I think the lines have been impressive and I think it'll be a little bit tougher this weekend, but if they can uh, if they can win this weekend, it'll be a serious impressive tour. Yeah, if they win this weekend, like surely, like they, I think they'll be given the likes of Bundy um, and the players that haven't played as much are run out like. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. I think, um, I don't think they'll change. They'll give everyone a run, but I think Bundy definitely deserves a run. I think he was very close to, he must have been very close to the test selection. I think guys like yeah, Bundy and maybe Josh Adams and lads like that um, that have played very well in the warm-up games but just, just unluckily missed out for a uh, test selection so yeah I'm sure if they win this week we'll see him next week so hopefully hopefully that's the case it'd be class to see him in a in a test team he really seems to be enjoying himself anyway over there from his Instagram stories and his Snapchats and stuff but uh, he seems to be a popular member of the group so he's playing Fortnite and Call of Duty with the Connacht lads but FIFA seems to be the game of choice over there so he seems to be good at that as well so I think he spends enough time on the PlayStation that he'd be good at anything <laughs> <laughs> Would you be a PlayStation man yourself? No, I actually wouldn't. I um, I, I didn't have one up until when a uh, lockdown hit this year, and um, the PlayStation Five came out, and Tom Farrell actually bought a PlayStation Five, and he he gave me his PlayStation Four, so I kind of got into it for a few weeks, just out of boredom, but I slowly drifted away from it. Then again, um, I wouldn't be a big gamer now. No, I'd I'd, I'd prefer to be more productive with my time. <laughs> it's be. Uh, 
plenty of the lads that play it all right, so I'm sure he won't be short of, of opponents. But uh, no, I try to stay away from, from gaming as much as I can because I know it can be very addictive. <laughs> uh, yeah, he seems to be having a ball over there. Um, and I I really do hope he gets playing now in the third, third test because he played a blinder against Japan. Him and Robbie were just class together. Like, and I think definitely, um, like, just Bobby having a time with Connacht. Um, like, that was really the making of him, to be honest. Um, and then, like, he just expelled even more Leinster. And, and it's just, Great to see him where he is now. Yeah, sure. He's, he's probably the best inside centre in the world now at this stage. So, yeah, you can you can definitely see the connection Bundy and Robbie have from their time in Connacht. Every time they play together, they seem to seem to both have really good games. So, and they're obviously really good mates. So that that's a big thing as well. But yeah, as you said, it's great to see how how far Robbie's come and definitely his three or four years in Connacht before he went on to Leinster with the making of him and he's obviously kicked on and won trophies and won uh, European Cups and stuff in Leinster so uh, no it's, it's it's great to see and as you said hopefully himself and Bundy will line out together next week hopefully yeah um, and hopefully he'll be there in a couple of years we'll see yeah, hopefully, yeah. I'd love to get the Irish cap first, so we'll focus on that in November 1st and then we'll see where that takes us. Yeah. Um, thank you, Tom. That this was a great opportunity for me uh, to talk to you. Um, I feel very privileged. Like, I've been watching you week in, week out, playing for France, and I finally got the chance to talk to you. So I feel very privileged and honestly, uh, the last word to you. Not a bother, Mark. No, it's privileged to come on and we all know how much of a Connacht fan you are. So I'm sure if any of the players you ask, I'm sure they'll be, they'll be keen to come on this podcast. So uh, no, and we look forward to seeing you back in the sports ground, hopefully in, in September, if you're allowed. I'm sure there'll be some sort of crowds allowed back in September. So please God, we'll, we'll be able to get you back into the sports ground and have a bit of noise in there again because it was definitely very weird playing with no fans in there. Yeah, I'd I'd say it was absolute torture. Like I I don't know how he did it to be honest. Like um Yeah um, no it was definitely it was definitely very different. We um like you got used to it by the end but we're definitely looking forward to having a bit of noise back now because it makes such a difference on even the air and even for people going to the game like it's uh, must be very tough not being able to go to them if you're such a strong fan like you are. You are coming every week, so I'm sure you're looking forward to getting back there as so. well. Yeah, I'm absolutely itching to get back. Like, having been to a rugby game and like the same month at the stage, I think. Um, yeah. Like, it's not the same watching on TV. No way. No, it's not. Um, it's not. Yeah. So, thank you very much, Tom. I hope you enjoy your break. And hopefully we'll see you in September. Lovely, Mark. Cheers. Thanks a million for having me on.
thank you to Tom for coming on and having a great chat with me. And I just want to wish him and all the comic boys all the best for the season ahead. And hopefully I'll be in there come September.